Welcome back to Fake Gamer Bro. This is your fakest gamer bro, Jackie, aka Jax, and I am here to talk about games I love and hate and love to hate. And joining me again today is Jan. Hey, Jan, what's what's going on? I'm back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we haven't been playing a whole lot of uh, new mobile games lately, so we wanted to go back and talk about one that I talked about, uh, or a series of games I talked about on. Uh, one of my solo episodes that was more kind of research focused, but we're going back to the, the Hyper Hippo games, Adventure Capitalist, Adventure Communist, and Adventure Ages. Uh, Jan, what's your what's your history with the games? So Adventure Capitalist was the first idle game I got sucked into. I kind of missed the boat on Cookie Clicker. Cookie Clicker came out when I didn't really have a computer of any kind. And then Adventure Capitalist came out when I had like gotten my first like personal computer, a tablet. So I was just like, hell yeah, this is this is cool. This is fun. And so I got really sucked into Adventure Capitalist. And then I just, you know, lost interest over time. And then I discovered that there was another game called Adventure Communist. And I was like, wait a second, is that the is that the same people? It's kinda I for some reason was under the impression that they would have like abandoned adventure capitalist at the time because i was young didn't really understand how games mm -hmm. worked adventure communist came out and i tried some of that really liked the gameplay changes that they made with that and then you know again lost interest over time uh because you know there's not really an end point there's more of an end point in adventure communist because like you know there are gates but like not really any sort of uh not really any sort of like indication of an end gate which obviously there wouldn't be no shit obviously um and then <laughs> later on uh way later on i discovered that adventure ages existed and at first i was like eh, maybe maybe not mm. so i tried it out for a bit got past like 10 gates and then then lost interest again <laughs> and i think my my biggest problem with adventure ages is that is a hassle to true reset yourself you have to like email like a member of the hyper hippo crew to be able to true reset yourself and i don't know why no that that should be easier to do yeah that's wild like i mean obviously they're an indie company but like i said in my first episode about them like these are the people who worked on club penguin like they're not that small time you have to draft up an email explaining the reasons why you want to true reset yourself and i'm just like i don't want to have to go through that hassle so i'll just continue on from where i was and where i stopped was like where the idle game starts to you know bog down so like when it's like okay but now give us money though yeah exactly and you can't true reset yourself to get the dopamine back from starting it again it is annoying oh man that's so wild you know i've had to true reset myself like moving phones or yeah before they had like accounts that you could keep everything connected to because i started on congregate was where i first found adventure capitalist and so i just keep gaining and then losing progress every time i get a new phone i rediscover adventure capitalist and redownload it and, and do all the same thing yeah that's wild that you have to email someone to reset your data like yeah exactly like it's not your time i'm wasting here <laughs> this is my own progress that i'm removing why do you care i i can't think of a way that you'd be able to like cheat the system by doing that or like the only thing i could think of is like accidentally ddosing the 
the system by constantly true resetting yourself. But like that doesn't make sense. Hyper hippo, this is a call out. <laughs> this is a call out post for hyper hippo for not <laughs> not letting people reset their fucking games. I would like to use all of the clout that is available this podcast. Yes. To all of my 14 <laughs> listeners at Hyper Hippo or one of their accounts. They have an account. They, they have a Twitter account for each of their games. And I was following them, but it was just real cringy to follow the capitalist account. It's, it's like, no, like, like, I know, I know it's a bit, but I don't know how much of it. Is yeah, <laughs> the, it kind of off topic. There is a weird amount of like cognitive dissonance watching a fucking Expedia ad that criticizes capitalism. <laughs> what? Yeah, okay, so there's this new like Ewan McGregor ad for Expedia. Something like you're not going to regret not buying that new TV or that new phone. And then the point of it is like travel somewhere, touch grass. But like it's from Expedia, a company like, hello, sir, you are the capitalism. Yeah, like, you are the thing that I am purchasing. Uh, what? <laughs> We've now reached the point in capitalism where capitalism is exploiting other capitalism for capitalism. <laughs> Don't you hate capitalism? Me too, comrade. <laughs> Says the company. Like, especially Expedia. Like, airline tickets are so outrageous. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. It's so weird. The whole thing has, like, a tone of trying to be, like, motivational. Like, yeah, get out there. Experience life. <laughs> like, and I'm sure that's what they were going for. No, buy our product to experience life. Yeah, e exactly. Purchase our thing instead of those things. Absolutely insane. Like, I, I get it. Yeah, maybe I do want to get away. And you know what? This product would be real good to help me get away from capitalism. <laughs> you know what you need for a road trip to get away from life's problems? The new Kia Sorento. <laughs> is that a car? I think Kia Sorento is. is a car. Okay. My brother like actively went to school for like to be an auto mechanic and I still don't know shit about cars. <laughs> and that's that's just like and it's so much of that on the adventure capitalist Twitter. And it's like I get it but also you're not extreme enough to be parodying. It just sounds like regular capitalist shit. Yeah. Like, I, I get that you're playing it up, but you are also a company. So, like, some of this is genuine. Like I said, not the smallest of companies since some of the people did work for Club Penguin. Well, despite all of our criticism, uh, <laughs> which of the three games did you enjoy the most? I think, honestly, probably communist. Either communist or capitalist. Capitalist has the, like, simplicity of, you know, just watching numbers go up. Watching numbers go up, improving those numbers, and so on and so forth. Communist is basically the same as ages, but without the true reset bowl. Like, you're just allowed to re true reset yourself. So it's automatically better. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll always be a sucker for Capitalist. It was the first one, and then that fucking music in my <laughs> head always and forever when i went back to play the games to re-familiarize myself with them i didn't realize how much ages was really just kind of a clone of communist that's exactly and especially with like how much communist improved on capitalist ages just feels like not necessarily a step down 
but like a step diagonally down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I mean, I, I think capitalist and communist, I don't think communist is, for me personally, I don't think communists necessarily improved on capitalists. I just think they found a different way to do idle games. And um, I can definitely appreciate that. I guess that's why I was kind of disappointed when Aegis was just the same thing as communist. And I like at the beginning, I thought there was going to be like plot and that was going to be the new thing. But there's no plot. There's no plot. It pretends to have plot, but it does not have plot. Which is like extra disappointing. Like I don't go into idle games expecting plot, but don't tease me with plot at the beginning of it i mean basically the only one with plot i can think of is alter ego yeah universal paperclips technically has plot technically i mean i feel like universal paperclips has plot in the same way that cookie clicker has plot with the grandma apocalypse and so, and whatnot that's true but universal paperclips actually has an ending that's which fair true gives it more plot cred you kind of touched on this earlier about how like there is no ending to these idle games which is like you know 90% the point of a lot of idle games is that there's no ending. You just keep watching numbers get bigger. But um, at the same time, you have stuff like Adventure Capitalist that's been out for years and years and years. And so you have people who have been on it since the beginning. There's always going to be a handful of people who just are into the game and have been into it since the beginning. And you have to keep evolving and expanding to keep those people happy. Or you have to have an ending that's realistic for people who haven't been there since the beginning to reach, you know? Like, if you're going to have an ending, don't make it take years. Absolutely. Okay, I promised I wasn't going to talk too much about Farm RPG, especially since, like, it's been me and Cam primarily who's been playing it. But I, I am coming to see this in Farm RPG, where uh, this month it has been public for a year. So, you know, obviously that's a very short amount of time for people to stick around. So yeah, you do have to keep doing new stuff for players who've been around. I've been around, uh, not for the whole year, but since like, oh, what was it like mid fall or something. And, you know, I've maxed all my levels. Um, I am nearing like the end of a lot of, of the end game quests and, you know, they keep adding new stuff, but it is a question of how much can you add without making it too complicated or too overwhelming for new players while still keeping the interest for old players and i feel like with the adventure uh the hyper hippo games they just kind of said we're going to have a new event every week or two weeks that's going to try to get you to spend as much money as possible yeah and i i do like that that's the way that it went through events rather than just getting people stuck on the boring part of an idol game i do enjoy that that is one of my favorite parts of ages and communist are the events Going back to make sure that it's not overwhelming for new players, Kingdom Hearts Kai was really bad with that at the end. Yes, oh my god. Specifically around Union Cross, because I'm super into the plot, but like, oh boy, I uh, just could not keep it together when it came to playing that game. Whenever the Kingdom Hearts Cross game came out, I played it as soon as it came out, nonstop for months. And then, like, got distracted. And I tried to jump back in, like, a year or two later. No fucking idea what was going on. No clue. Fire Emblem Heroes, I had a problem with it to an extent, but I was able to pick up on it a little more quickly. But I could not get it with the Kingdom Hearts. And, and yeah, that's just some other issues. I think that's why I haven't jumped back into, like, Animal Crossing. Pocket Camp? Animal Crossing? Animal Cross? Animal Crossing? Hey. Animal Crossing Pocket Camp? 
Yes. I just couldn't remember if it was cross or crossing there for a second. Cool. 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 Anyway, pocket camp. Cause I got into that when it first came out and then it's just like, I went back to it once because sometimes I like to check out games during, you know, Halloween season because I'm here for all the Halloween events. And I just still felt like there was just, just a lot, you know, that kind of goes back to what you were wanting to reset your game and start over is like, it's not just so you can get that initial adrenaline rush, but if it does change a lot since you were last in there, like I have this problem with, uh, do you play Fallen London? I have before. I don't commonly, but I have played some of it. Yeah. Well, with Fallen London, I feel like I have that issue where I haven't been on there for so long that I forget what I was doing which what I was doing was confusing enough because it's esoteric as shit well yeah because it's fallen London it's fallen London you have no idea what you're doing except kind of except you don't and don't get me wrong I love them I backed the uh, kickstarter for uh mask of the roses which uh is now available for to wishlist on steam and is going to come out on a uh, switch they don't have like a, a date yet but I'm very excited for that because it's going to be like a mystery and dating sim is great hmm. so like that's in the same like general continuity as like sunless skies and sunless sea got it cool Yes. Um, I forget. I think it like takes place before current Fallen London or some shit. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'd have to look at the description again. But, you know, I, I love Fallen London. I love the world building. I love the things they do. I'd love to get on the writing team because the company who does Fallen London also did. There was this like side game Dragon Age before Inquisition came out that wasn't super plot relevant. It was just kind of weird, choice-based. You could get a romance option and you got like some minor DLC if you played it and imported that into your game. Interesting. It like really it was just like you could choose like different windows because you could update, you know, your home base aesthetically. But yeah, unfortunately that doesn't exist anymore. Damn. But yeah, no, so I I love the team. It's just like I I do feel like it is a hard line to walk with a game that doesn't end yeah honestly this is the thing i have with like podcasts and everything else too that's true i mean there is a certain point where something is just unable to be accessible to new people if your story or your gameplay are anything aside from the same thing over and over and over again there is a certain point where there is absolutely no way anyone is going to be able to follow along. Like people that haven't been there since the beginning and know the continuity of like, oh yeah, that's that's where that comes from. Whether talking about either plot or like the very intricate way that stats interlock. Yeah, it's tough. And it's I, I guess it's just interesting for me to see how different games handle the fact that you are just going to keep playing them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think the events were technically a good solution, except for the fact that there is literally no way to get the highest achievement on the events without paying money, mm. like a lot of money. Yeah. So I've dropped a couple bucks on an event before, but like you have to be playing it 24 seven and drop money. And that's what I hate. Yeah, there's no way to be able to reach the because the higher awards are basically just like first second and third place in the world and like other people are dropping hundreds of dollars on this and also going 24 hours and i'm like i don't i'm I'm playing this like five hours at most and <laughs> that's enough of that yeah i don't know i get that whales exist in all sorts of games that let you just drop money on shit mm-hmm. 
But also, like, if I had that much money to drop, I would not be doing it on yeah on like, this on game. Games. Couple bucks, sure, but like, I get gotchas. I get got by gotchas, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not not idle games. It's it's just fucking. You could be playing Genshin right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I still haven't played Genshin. Have you played Genshin? I've played a bit of it. What are, What are your thoughts on Genshin Impact? I have not played enough of it to see where people are going insane over it. Apparently, it gets more interesting the more characters you roll. Because the whole thing of it is like the interconnection of these elements and seeing what they do. If you use a water character and splash an enemy, they get wet. And then if you use an electric character, they get electrocuted even more powerfully because they're wet. Mm, that's cool. And then that's not even bringing in the fact that there are elemental enemies, you know. Yeah. You get it. It's an it's a complex interlocking web of elemental stat buffs and boosts. Yeah, I don't know. To me, that just sounds like a game that I'd play on desktop, which it, it does have a Steam version, right? It is. Yeah, it's it's both on desktop and mobile. Yeah, it's just I kept hearing about it as a mobile game. And I just like, I guess my standards for mobile games are different. It's like, I don't know. Like, yeah, you could port plenty of computer games to mobile. Nice of the Old Republic is on mobile. I forgot about that. Getting over it over it is on mobile. Like a bunch of like... Jesus. Yeah. Fucking um, the Professor Layton series recently got to mobile. Really? Which I understand more when handheld games go to mobile. But yeah, no, if you have Google Play Pass, it's free with Google Play Pass. Huh. But yeah, but to me, there's like, those are like, okay, but this is a game I can play on my phone and not like a phone game, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what Genshin Impact is. And it's why it's always, it was so wild to me that everyone just considered it like the best phone game. I guess because it's also a gotcha and that tends to be more phone game adjacent. Well, yeah. So like, I played it on both desktop and mobile. It's definitely better on desktop. The thing is, this game is Breath of the Wild on mobile. Hmm. It's it's Breath of the Wild with interlocking elemental buffs and debuffs, and also an extremely complex plot. Well, the plot isn't really that complex, but it's a, a large, expansive world Every single character that you roll has their own backstory, their own pretty interesting backstory, too. I get why people are into it, but like, it's not my personal thing. I was into Breath of the Wild more, not necessarily because it was a brand that I was more interested in, but like, Breath of the Wild is more like tightly made. Genshin has the more sort of jank that you would expect from a mobile MMO. Like, things don't quite fit correctly yeah geometry is a bit goofed you know you get it yeah i don't know i think like what i look for in mobile games is i i usually like to be able to play them with one hand which is why landscape games i tend to drop off of pretty quick super auto pets is an exception because i can just like set it to do something and then move on and then look back on it after it's done something and then set it to do something again and then not pay attention for a second. So, um, like, I have a little phone stand um, on my desk that I'll just that I'll just put it on and then tap on it as necessary. So, um, 
like it's not an idle game because you're not sitting there watching numbers go up, but it's kind of an idle game because you can just let it do its thing after you tap some buttons. Ah, uh, the old, uh, <laughs> the old Kingdom Hearts Dark Road. <laughs> yeah, for the Switch, yeah, sure. They're like, or for other handheld consoles, like, yes, sure, full games and they're portable and that's great, and I can still like stop whenever. But like with mobile games, it's neat that full games can be on there. But if I want a mobile game experience, like I want something that I can easily like, you know, get a ding for a message, swipe down, look at my messages and answer it or just go right back to the game or whatever. And um, and feel like I'm not like super interrupting the game. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, like a game that I feel like I can put down. Do I put them down? No, but <laughs> but I feel like I can. That checks out. So, like, you prefer mobile games to be not full video games? Yeah, I I guess. Like, I put a ROM of, not Fire Emblem, that's the wrong one, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance on my phone because I uh, really like playing that. And it's just like, okay, it's on my phone. And it's like, that was like one of the first games I ever beat. So let me try that. But, like, I can't save whenever I want to. And I have to go through cutscenes and stuff. And it's just like, I don't, this is not a phone experience. Yeah. And I know that like in a lot of them, you can like, it just auto saves all the time, but it's just like, I just feel like there's a very particular phone experience I'm looking for. And some people just go, it's a mobile game because I put it on the phone. Yeah. Because it's on mobile. Yeah. Like to me, Wordle. Sure. It's a browser game. To me, it's a mobile game. Yeah. Because I play it on my phone in a browser. But well, I mean, there's also a lot of uh, overlap between browser and mobile games. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, because Adventure Capitalist started off as a browser game. Mm-hmm. And yet I still consider it mostly a mobile game, even though, like I said, it started on browser. You can play it on Steam. You can play it on all the consoles, I think. But it's very much a mobile game. Yeah. I, f- I feel like a lot of, like, well, honestly, a lot of, like, turn-based uh, strategy games are are basically mobile yes yeah they can be that's why i thought that uh final fantasy tactics advance would be good yeah but it's just two game two game i guess is what i'm saying it's two game it's two game because i don't want to make it seem like you know the the title of my of my podcast is tongue-in-cheek that you know people consider mobile games fake games but uh so i'm not trying to say that it's like mobile games aren't real games and real games aren't mobile games but, like, there's a difference between mobile <laughs> games and other games. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I do get it. It's just funny that, like, yeah, fake gamer, bro, it's tongue-in-cheek, but also, like, fake games. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, Bejeweled is a mobile game. Did it start off as a mobile game? No. It's a mobile game. But the, And there are, there are games with stories that are mobile games, like you said, Alter Ego, like uh, Penrose, A Dark Room, even though that was started off as a browser game, that's definitely like a mobile game and yeah you know there's there's other ones with story like even landscape story that i like like i'm playing candy box pardon Sorry, the two candy box games yeah i don't think they're on mobile but they are mobile no. games yeah and then like if we're going for more story it's like there's uh when i'm playing that just called rpg dice i hate some of the names that's on the uh icons because they don't always show you the full names <laughs> extremely yeah rpg dice heroes of whitestone is what it's called 
like from from Critical Role? I don't know what Critical Role is. That a thing? Yeah, Critical Role is a is. Well, I know what Critical Role is. I just don't know is Whitestone oh. a thing? Okay, yes, Whitestone is where a lot of not a lot, but it's basically where the first like important arc of the first campaign happens. One of the one of the player characters is the last member of the nobility of Whitestone. His entire family was killed, and the first basically important arc is uh, dedicated to like taking down the vampire bastard who killed his entire family. Oh, wild! Yeah, no, this game, uh, it's like a board game mixed with D anD D. Like you actually go around a board and like land on different tiles that will do different things. Mm-hmm. So you start off as a thief who steals from someone, a paladin, pretty sure she caught you, but isn't, but like, you're trying to pretend you didn't do it. And then orcs attack and you've got to, you're like, Hey, this is more important than any petty thief. I definitely didn't do. And yeah. And so you fight orcs. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't gotten super far in it because it is a landscape game. So I don't play those quite as much. Of course. But yeah, it's pretty fun. It's got a story and it's still like, you know, mobile game. I don't know what my criteria for this is mobile game and this is not mobile game. It's like, you know it when you see it, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. Are you picky like that about mobile games of like... Not particularly. I will just like certain games for certain scenarios, you know? Mm -hmm. Like if I have the time, then I will play a, a video game on mobile. Yeah. There's this one old one, Nobleman 1886, I think is what it's called. I don't think I've heard of that. And it's basically like a war. It's it's real janky, but you can see the intent behind it. Having played Total War Warhammer recently, it seems to be the most Total War-esque game on mobile that I'm aware of. Gotcha. Where like you control big guy with gun, controlling... It's a real-time strategy while you're on the ground. Okay. And, again, it's real janky, but there's, like, it's two armies fighting against each other. And you're on the ground trying to turn the tide by yourself. Anyway, it's, I like the concept. I like a lot of the gameplay. Again, it's real janky. Sometimes the buttons don't work right. Sometimes the virtual joystick will accidentally, like, push a button. It's not great. But I like the concept of it. Other times, yeah, while I'm just like using this to distract myself from something, then I will play the mobile games like you enjoy, like the menu based games. Yeah, I I think maybe that's what it is. It's a lot of my mobile gameplay is like, okay, I just need a mental break from work. Let me play this game for like five minutes. Yep. Or like let me just play this game until I like get tired enough to sleep. Like that's been, that's usually like word games and puzzle games and stuff for me. Yep. I think Dicey Elementalist is sort of stuck between the two. Uh, yeah. It's um, I, I really like it. It's like, I've only played a little bit of Slay the Spire, but it's that sort of game, which Slay the Spire is also on mobile. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I think it makes for a good, like, because I can just, like, fight one boss and then, like, leave it there. Yeah. That's how I usually do it whenever I whenever I play. Gotcha. I'm too nervous that, like, because, like, there isn't an autosave icon, I don't think. Oh, no, but it does save. I, I've always exited out and they've just put me right back in. 
Wait, no, I take that back. There is an autosave icon. It's not very clear, though. So I'm always nervous to, like, okay, well, that's enough of that game, because I'm like, I don't want to, like, screw up the run. Yeah, that's fair. I definitely get that. It's pretty fun to run through, though, even though I wish its free offerings were a bit broader. This started off as Adventure Capitalist and left me being picky about mobile game. <laughs> that's not a true mobile game. That's a fake mobile game because it's a real console game or something. <laughs> because it's a real game. I know. There's no real game or fake game. There's just me figuring out how to deal with my ADHD, <laughs> which is why I like Super Auto Pets, because like, you know, it's an auto battler. You just say, OK, these guys are in the battle. This is what I'm going to like level them up with or whatever. And then they battle. You can't do anything about it. They just battle. And um, so it's real easy for me to like set that up and then work and then like pay attention to it again, then work some more. I need more idle games that are still engaging enough, but not too engaging, I guess. You know what? I need to go back to Merchant. Have you played Merchant? I don't remember. Is it just called Merchant? Yes. Then probably not. It's um. It's also on steam but it's definitely a uh a mobile game but you can if you start off on mobile and then go to steam you can s use the save cloud oh. to go between the game uh, between uh desktop and mobile which is good nice yeah like that's super fast paced at the beginning where you just always have something to do but after you've been in it for a while that's when you can just like let your shit do stuff for like two minutes to like three hours depending on what the shit is happening um, my problem with that is I got, I'll get reeled into shit where I will have pages dedicated to, because, uh, so what it is, is you're selling stuff at a store and you're sending adventurers out to go get shit. Um, but you're also like making the equipment for the adventurers. Merchanting. And so there are fan-made spreadsheets of the best equipment for each type of adventurer at different levels of the game. Gotcha. And then all the materials you need to get those and what you need to level up to get those. And so I was making fucking lists because there are some items that you need like, it's like five levels of making. Like first you need to make the plain axe, then you need to make the golden axe, then you need to make uh, the golden double axe, then you need to make. And so it's like, you have to like keep that shit and keep track of that shit. And I just like, I just had pages of notebook paper dedicated to what i was trying to do gotcha and then i stopped playing and i have to go back and try to remember what the fuck my goals were which is an issue i have in games where i'll get too fucking into it and then i'll forget what i was doing i think that's the adhd <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah i uh do need to get on better medication but for now <laughs> video games video Media games. Uh, I I really went there, and, and that's like that's why browser games are also like half mobile game for me because I don't know. I just wish there are more browser games. Like I try to look up is like what browser game is best to play while you're at work. Like what can I have up, click on occasionally, and then go back to work. And yeah. there aren't enough lists for that. That's what I want. But that's just being able to work from home privilege. Speaking of which. Uh auto battlers and whatnot mm -hmm. re-downloading uh <laughs> fucking disney heroes battle mode as we speak nice if you're downloading anyway you should go download super auto pets super auto pets 
Yes. What is that? Like, I, I realize you've been talking about it the whole time, but... Um, so, you... <laughs> huh? It looks adorable. <laughs> oh, it's adorable. It's goofy as shit. So you get, like, animals to fight against each other, and each animal has, like, a different power. Ah, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, well, some of it is, like, you buy it, and it uh, it gives health to, like, one random person already in your party. Oh... And some of it's like it repeats whatever the person in front of it does. And some of it's like gotcha. this damages a random opponent like two damage before the battle starts. Shit like that. Uh, yeah, you can have like I think it's five animals at a time on there. They can get leveled up to level three. For most of them, their shit boosts each time, like their powers mm. boost each time you level it up. And, uh, yeah, you just set the configuration and then you have it go battle. And sometimes the battle's over real quick. And sometimes, so, okay, it's really funny. There's this one, uh, animal, the blowfish, that when it gets hurt, it fires an attack at a random opponent. So sometimes it's just a blowfish v blowfish where they're just giving each other one or two damage back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) And like, especially if they have like, um you can like give them a like permanent item that that gives them a a a boost and so like you can have the boost where it lessens the damage to take so if they both have that and they've both been like boosted to health for health then that back and forth can go on for a while and it's very funny i i haven't gotten into many situations like that it's incredibly specific Mm. But it's good when it does happen. What I like about it is there are options to spend money, but like they don't help you win the game at all. It's aesthetic stuff. Like you can spend money to get hats you can put on your characters oh. <laughs> uh, and you can spend money to get certain backgrounds or you can spend money to get a new animal pack, but you only go against the people who also bought that animal pack and you can switch it on or off whether you're using that animal pack or not. Fantastic. So um, I I definitely want to do an episode exploring that some more, talking about some uh, strategies and stuff, but um, it's a lot of fun. Goofy as hell. It's good shit. Cute. Yeah. And like I said, it's also on desktop and you create an account uh, in the game so you can go between the browser and, and your phone. So yeah, I think we did actually talk about games, like real games, like actual games for for a time, instead of just talking about game theory and then my editor again. <laughs> game theory? Game theory. Hello, Internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, point is, adventure capitalism, little on the nose. Yeah. But still fun. Adventure communism, not on the nose enough, but still fun. Adventure Ages, you have to email them. Mm-hmm. Like negative ten out of ten. <laughs> the that was the uh those were the takeaways. Those were the takeaways. That and all games are fake and no games are fake. Yes. Which is always the takeaway. Yes. Yeah. Thank you again for uh joining me and next time we'll talk about whatever the fuck we end up talking about. Bye-bye. Thank you to Dami for editing the show and for our theme song, which you can find at Domino Thief on SoundCloud and in the show's notes. Also, thank you to our fakest fan tier member, Danny the Spoonlord, for your support. 
If you'd like to get a shout out or just support the podcast, head on over to ko-fi.com slash jacksyaks, link also found in the show notes, and sign up for as little as $1 a month. For all other links, head over to jacksyaks.com where you can always find the latest information. Thanks for listening!